Hey guys, welcome back. My name is Shubhak and you're listening to SR Fit Talks. I know it's been a while. I've been busy doing a bunch of things. I was traveling and uh, I've recorded a few uh, podcasts already. I need to edit them. Haven't got time, but here I am back with another podcast. And today I have with me a very special guest. She is a yoga instructor, uh, someone who really believes in veganism and follows that from the bottom of her heart. So let's all welcome Gauri on this podcast. Hi Gauri. Hi Shivag. Hi everyone. So happy to be on this podcast. It's my first podcast. So <laughs> super excited. <laughs> yes, that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. How are you feeling that this is your first time that you're doing a voice, you know, podcast where you are just talking and making sure that you influence people through only your voice? It's actually quite intimidating because you know voice sometimes doesn't reach people but then i've also like you know been listening to a lot of podcasts lately and it kind of imprints your subconscious mind mm. in some way mm-hmm. so it is a really good thing like audio stuff so yeah it's exciting i am someone who really believes in podcast because i myself listen to it so much like mm. i consume a lot of content especially in terms of podcast mm. and um, yeah i thought maybe um, i can make a difference with, through my podcast and it's been a year full of podcasting yeah. i've produced about 64 65 pieces of content wow <laughs> and yeah i've learned a lot in this journey so and plus meeting people like you and having a conversation a real conversation yeah. authentic conversation brings out so much value which when people listen to makes makes a, even a 5% difference to them correct um, it it makes a lot of difference and um, why i came to gauri was um, i somewhere have got influenced a little bit in terms of going towards eating you know um, not maybe in terms of always you have to have meat to have protein mm. right that's mm. what something that i've learned and the body that you have oh my god it's amazing <laughs> right so like okay let me understand what was her agenda behind becoming a vegan yeah. and uh, when did you get into yoga so intensely mm. and like recently i was seeing one of her posts where she had put where you started to where yeah. you have reached now yeah. right so uh, before we all s- start all of this i just want you to introduce yourself briefly who you are and what have you done in the past and what are you doing currently So who am I? I am Gauri obviously you know that. <laughs> um I'm a yoga instructor by profession but I have a master I mean engineering degree mm. in industrial engineering and management and half a masters degree. I think that's where the yoga journey started. Mm. I went to Sweden to do my masters, dropped out after a year, came back and I was in that I don't know what to do with my life. But I was practicing yoga. I think from my final year of engineering, I was practicing yoga, and somewhere I I don't know who put it in my mind like go do a teacher's training, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was like, fine, but I don't like teaching because you know you'll have experience with <laughs> teachers in the past, like they are yeah. not good people. So I never <laughs> wanted to be one of them, but I did it, and I think the teacher training program wherever I went to, I went to Thousand Yoga here in Bangalore itself, and I think that like. took my entire perspective on yoga and the practice to next level mm. i think i absolutely fell in love with it when i did my teachers training so started yoga from there started teaching from 2018 been teaching even till now and yeah it's become almost like my full time profession so mm. yeah so uh, before i get into the yoga part of it um why did you quit your masters degree in between like i'm sure sweden was Yeah. fun and it was beautiful 
uh, why did you get that thought i you know what i don't think i want to do this anymore i don't know like i had no issues i loved whatever i was studying what were you doing by the way there production must... engineering production yeah. engineering okay huh. and i loved it because i did my internship in volvo and i was like Fuck. super into it yeah it was amazing and uh. i was like i want to do this uh. but then somewhere along the line i was like there are so many other things that i can do and this is so mainstream mm. i almost had like my entire life lined out wow. but then i was like okay I, if <laughs> i don't do this now mm. i'm not going to do it for the next 5 years because you know once you finish you pay off your debt you need to get a job and you're in that same old cycle cycle of yeah monotony so i took a leap of faith and i was like one year i was so uncertain because it always happens even if you take a leap of faith you're like I did something super wrong. Why did I do this? Mm-hmm. Shit, I should have stayed there. I had everything planned out. My life was set. But yeah, things just come together at some point, yeah. So once you after that after you came back, right? Um what what was your next step that okay, this is what I'm going to do. Number 1. Mm. And number 2, the question that I have for you is why did you get into yoga and how did you get into yoga? So I didn't have a plan when I came back. All I knew was I want to do something different either in the field of animal or in the field of fitness mm. or music wise also. So you were always leaned towards animal yeah towards that because I was vegan prior that also on and off still I just started my journey then. So before were you eating non-veg before? And for how Not long? Not regularly, but whenever I was to travel, I would eat meat. Not at home. No, nobody eats at home. No, nobody eats at home. Oh. Yeah. Not even egg. But yeah. So my parents are Brahmin. Really? So yeah. Ah. So, but they're like even dairy is as bad as. Telugu Brahmin, is it? Yes. Okay. Got it. So ah. I have tried meat, but I don't. Never. I didn't know anything back then. So my vegan journey started almost final year of engineering. in sweden in sweden it was really difficult for me to be a vegan to be very honest because there's not much options for vegan options are there but in general everything in sweden is expensive oh <laughs> like you are vegan non vegan ah. it's expensive so you just go for convenience but i was choosing at least one meal a day that was that you know plant based or vegan or anything so i didn't know what i was going to do after i came back but like you said i was always leaning towards that but yeah i mean I don't know where the yoga thing started. Like I said, someone put in my mind that you can do a teacher training course. Keep that as an option. You to keep your you can keep yourself busy. Because mm. I was stressing so much that I don't know what to do. But once I got into it, it was a whole other story. Like I underestimated that so much that it just changed my whole perspective. But it's so amazing, you know, like how randomly people come and then they just. talk something and then you get influenced by it yeah. right so you never know who you meet and where you meet when you meet someone exactly what they talk and then you get influenced and it was almost like a passing thought it was not like sit down hey you need you can do this huh. it was just like hey you can do, do this it, you, know, yeah. you, know, you already practice yoga so just started <coughs> off that but i started yoga in 2016 yeah final year of engineering because i always struggle with anxiety So that's like one mm. of my biggest thing that I have a struggle. So with. is that one of the reasons why that you started yoga? That was the main reason why I started yoga. Did it help? It did. At one point, I was I. You know, anxiety will never go away. Oh, uh-huh. is it? You can control it. In the sense, you can anticipate it happening, and then it's a lot more easier to not lose your shit, basically. <laughs> so I started mm. in twenty sixteen, and what do you mean by losing your shit? Like, what exactly happens when like when that happens? You go batshit crazy, you know. Your thoughts roll in so much to a point where you're having a full blown panic attack. 
so you're not aware of your surroundings you don't know what people are telling you you don't know what's happening around you your thoughts take over you so much and anxiety is like you're afraid of something that's going to happen that's created in your mind but it's not actually happening ha 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 that's like creating the worst case scenario in your head okay and yeah it really helped because i started yoga for pranayama because somebody again some passing <laughs> thought pranayama will help you calm your mind mm. and i used to have trouble sleeping in the night because of it so i found this one institute in sadashiv nagar rashtrothana so i went there i'm like give me the the last slot that you have it kind of gave us at 8 o'clock in the night because i want to do this go home and sleep uh-huh. so i took the last slot two days i went with the intention of calming my mind but the third day i completely forgot why i was there i just started loving it so much like mm. physically and very surprisingly like nowadays when i get students or when i see people i'm like i want to do yoga because i want to touch my toes <laughs> i never had that intention mm-hmm. i never cared about flexibility i never cared about being fit while while doing yoga i only wanted to go back home and have a peaceful night's sleep right that's right all. right yeah so that's where it all because started. it was you were not able to sleep that's peacefully not able to sleep yeah so yeah. i was like someone was like this will help you mm. like, okay mm-hmm. let's try it and did it help it did it did help it did. so now you yeah. sleep peacefully sleep very peacefully <laughs> now, thank you so all you guys out there who are listening to and having problems with anxiety yeah uh, yeah you don't have to start because of that but definitely if you have such intentions yeah. in the long run maybe not immediately but giving yourself maybe 3 months time 6 months time you will see a gradual improvement Definitely, in in that right yeah. you may not be able to stop it completely mm. because that's something it's out of your control but you'll know how to manage it at least right yeah and uh, why why do such things happen because uh, do you think anxiety happens to everyone or is it something related to something happened in the childhood or some he- mm. event happened because of that it started it can be all of it it can be your childhood trauma it can be something that you have seen when you're small it can be one incident even when you're like what 25 30 years old mm, something can mm. happen and to start building up slowly mm, slowly slowly mm, slowly mm. and most of most of the people don't even realize they have it because mm, mm, it's not recognized you know mental health in india is definitely <laughs> not recognized so mm. it can be as small as fidgeting with your hair fidgeting with your legs or biting your lips biting your nails small things can be like so that can be a, a, a sign of yeah, anxiety yeah sign of anxiety okay so people don't realize but mm. only when it snowballs and like you know bursts out mm. in one big form that's when like oh sh- holy shit like you know this is happening mm. so yeah it should be spoken more <laughs> right and uh, have you had clients who deal with such things and have they opened up about their problems and how have you helped them with that absolutely like majority of my clients like even when i take group classes they're like i have stress mm. you know i want to reduce my stress mm. i can't sleep at night or i'm i have a lot of fatigue and these small small things you know it's very ra- like it's not rare i would say maybe 40 60% 60% of them want to be fit and flexible but then 40% of them are practicing yoga because they are stressed out they have a stressed out life stressed out work they don't have a work life balance and you, you can't do yoga one day and be like hey i'm done correct like yeah. you know It's... i did yoga today so i'm going to be relaxed for the next week no you need to consistently do it for at least 2 weeks 
for you to be able to see results mm. you know and it's not something it stops on your mat you can't just stop yoga on your mat there are so many other things that where you carry it in your day to day life also so, so don't doing it one day is just not going to help so when you say carrying it day to day like how can someone okay let's say i am practicing yoga mm. and i am giving myself one hour of if uh, yoga every yeah. day or maybe at least three times a week or four yeah. times a week yeah. now if i want to carry it through my day how can i do that so there is a saying like when you know someone is stressed like take deep breaths you know mm. you'll be fine mm. but mm. that is so underrated mm. when you practice yoga you're actually practicing breathing correctly people don't breathe correctly this mm-hmm. is very surprising you have such shallow breath that you mm-hmm. don't use your entire lungs mm-hmm. and in yoga like we say this do not underestimate the power of three deep breaths mm-hmm. you're just stopping slowing down and breathing through your day is how you can apply it outside of your mat not just sitting and doing pranayama that itself is yoga i had i had listened to one of the health coaches talking about mm-hmm. this it's like you know whenever you have a energy release you calm down yeah. you feel good like for example after an orgasm you feel mm-hmm. really good and that's relaxed true, right yeah. because it's an energy release Correct. so just like that if you just take a deep breath out that's like yeah. an energy release for you releasing it all of it and it's so underestimated mm-hmm. take three mm-hmm. deep breaths sit close your eyes breathe all the way into your lungs cuz in your day to day life you're not counting how much you're breathing or how long you're breathing it's very very shallow so the longer you breathe the more relaxed Okay. And there's also this like the longer you breathe the longer you live. So the organism that breathes the longest lives the longest. If you've seen a small fly, if mm, you gauge mm. how fast like dogs mm, also, they mm. breathe so fast. That's mm. why that's why their lifespan is so mm. short. Mm. A turtle's lifespan is 102 years because mm. they breathe so, so slowly. slowly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I heard this all somewhere. Yeah. When people do that for a while like especially your clients and then they come back to you with a feedback saying that gauri i really saw a difference of course physical changes are just a by product yeah. but when they come up come to you with a feedback that i could really see a difference in my stress levels coming yeah, down yeah. or getting better sleep or skin getting improved yeah, because of the yeah. stress coming down Correct. and all of that yeah. how do you feel after that it makes me realize why i started this in the first place because when you start something out of passion you want to help people mm. and then you're like that is that's worth it like mm. even when i was doing my teacher training see it's a physical exercise that you have to go through as a teacher you need to be physically fit and that was a boot camp my teacher training was a boot camp excessive i won't say excessive but like proper training you know yoga is all about discipline and if you go to mysore i was in mysore for about 2 mm. 3 months mm-hmm. the practice there is so intensive and so meticulous and so disciplined mm. that you're not allowed to go out of that mm. and it's brilliant it trains your body it trains your mind to not waver and not do that so all of that really pays off when someone says something like it, that it feels yeah, good it feels amazing yeah. nice so now um let's get into the veganism part of it yeah. you told me that before you were eating a little bit here and there yeah and then that's when you made the switch but why was the switch for was it because you had um some you know lineage towards animals or it's because you didn't like nonveg and how did that grow mm-hmm. as you grew in your age so for me it happened overnight 
I was a vegetarian and as a Andhra family we consume a lot of curd we love our curd mm. so with everything in everything like you mm. know spice and curd like that's like the balance so i don't know i had this question like why are we stopping our compassion only to dogs mm. Mm. you know that there's a term called speciesism that plays a role here so you wouldn't eat your dog you so did someone tell you these things or you just got it it just happened cuz i was always in the rescue field i was always mm-hmm. from your school days in, yeah from my ah, school days okay always okay always into right. animal rescue animal rehabilitation all of that but i was still consuming dairy i was still trying out meat it was it's something Didn't you're strike. ignorant to mm-hmm. you know unless mm-hmm. someone or something comes and tells you see that's how we are brought up people say you have to drink milk to get your calcium <laughs> you have to drink milk to do this I had this oh my god there are like super weirdest things that people tell me that you know if <laughs> I had this one relative tell me if I don't drink cow's milk my children will have trouble drinking my milk <laughs> and I sat there I'm like what <laughs> where is this? oh god I had a relative say this to me because oh I refused god. to have drink milk in their house That's the most fuck all thing that you can hear. But and and how old were you when when your This was to like a year and a half ago. Okay, okay. So uh, I was uh, like, "Oh my god, like are you uh, serious like boundaries?" Uh, <laughs> and then what was your response? I'm like, like it's your... okay, I won't have kids. <laughs> as simple as that, you know. <laughs> oh god. I know how Indian parents are. Parents and my parents are fine with it, but these Um, I understand so, I yes. totally get where you're coming from. Okay, nice. Yeah. And, and it's also for me it was more of like you know it's also a feminist thing like exploiting a uh, like the female cow is just horrible. And even for male cows, you know, they discard them. They are byproducts. They go for beef, they go for leather. Very honestly, the dairy industry is a lot more cru- crueler. I've seen the videos that you keep sharing. Oh my god, it's It's, it's horrible. There is how deceiving are we humans have you heard of this term called kal bachcha mm-hmm. where a mother she has to produce milk for whom for her calf but if they have taken away her calf and the calf is dead they tie the dead skin to a stick keep it near her so she is deceived that her baby is still alive and she is producing milk that we as humans can consume oh god mm. it's horrible and this happens everywhere as as and people are immune to it it's mm. just a daily thing this happens all over the world all over the world and kalbachcha is something that happens most in india in villages mm. in dairy farms it's super in cool. villages in villages okay yeah there are they do it because them. they want money yeah not just money like the see people forget biology why does a female or a female cow produce milk she has to be pregnant she has mm. to give birth mm-hmm. for her to lactate mm-hmm. and that milk is meant for her child mm. so they artificially inseminate her she has to give birth non stop throughout her entire life which is not even given to her child mm. so they take it and she has to lactate mm. why how does she lactate when her calf wants the milk that's how even humans are correct mothers yeah. lactate when the baby wants the milk correct So if the baby is dead, how is she going to lactate? So they tie up a dead. Why do they uh, kill the baby or like? Calf or veal. Your meat. They the are, baby. Yeah, if it's a male calf, male ah. calf is useless for a dairy farm. Oh fuck! Okay. So they are either sent away for meat or they are sent away for leather. 
or they're exported. India is the biggest exporter of cows mm. to all over the world. So that was just horrible. I'm like, would you drink a dog's milk? <laughs> would you drink a cat's milk? Would you drink? It's it's insane. This is speciesism, basically. That's how people are. How did all of this start? Like, I mean, you know, somewhere I'm sure yeah. in the in 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 the old age it started that okay, we will drink cow's milk, right? So, do you have any idea about that? They didn't have options. See, now we won't ask Eskimos to be vegan. We won't ask cavemen to be vegan because mm. that was their only option. Mm. Mm. They had no options. Nobody knew that if you soak almonds and grind it, you'll get milk. <laughs> Nobody knew that. So as we are progressing in evolution, you have to stop consuming another mm. organism's milk. Mm. Like mm. to me, that's just gross. So that that time that was the only yeah, option. The only option. Now yeah. there are other options. There are right? options. Yeah, there are alternatives. Like... And that time, see, it was survival. It was just survival. It's not even that. As humans, almost ninety-eight percent of human beings are lactose intolerant, and they don't even realize. people don't digest dairy it gets stored in your small intestines mm. i have friends who are lactose intolerant and we get so used to it we don't see the side effects we ignore the side effects it can be even minor you just ignore it you feel fatigue some people go take a dump mm. you know these are side effects you are lactose intolerant you know yeah even most of my clients who come to me they yeah. say i can't have dairy i can't yeah. have peanuts i can't have so many other things exactly. right so how has your health improved after you've become a you know a mm. complete vegan what what changes have you seen in so in your much. fitness levels or in your skin or in your sleep whatever it could be massive changes so i used to struggle with pcod mm-hmm. like it was horrible like imagine having your menstrual cycle twice a month Oh my god okay like huh. some women get it like after 3 4 months i was getting it twice a month that's too fuck that was painful mm, man that was just hell so my hormones level were hormone levels were off so i cut off dairy the minute i cut off dairy in a month i like it was, my cycle used to be on the date mm. and that's true because they inject hormones into your milk they inject b12 into your milk they inject b12 into a cow so that you get b12 through milk so there are so many hormones in the milk that most women can't take it that's the reason i cut off dairy the minute i cut off dairy like all fine. my levels went back to normal mm interesting so i think that is one of the biggest health thing that is really really healthy and, and then curd also you cut curd also i cut hmm. i i have now peanut curd there is peanut curd there is cashew curd there is soy curd coconut curd hmm. so many so many different things like you know and you get <laughs> i'm sure you'll be getting some weird questions like okay yeah. uh, you know like what are the weird questions that you get about veganism when you talk about veganism especially on your you know uh, social media i'm sure you get so much hate for it right Uh, like yeah. what? What is the most weirdest question that you have got? Don't plants feel pain? No, exactly. Yeah, this is what, yeah, this is something that I was thinking of. <laughs> right. That is one of the question that even till date people ask. Mm. Like, it's so weird. If you cut a cow, it bleeds. Does mm. a carrot bleed? <laughs> Does a banana bleed? <laughs> They don't have. like you know sensory nerves mm. they don't have a central nervous system how are they going to feel pain <laughs> it's the i don't sometimes i'm like 
I don't know bro did you talk to the plant and did they tell you this cuz sometimes I don't know how to answer, answer questions I'm like are you this dumb go read your fifth standard biology <laughs> like some people say food cycle hmm. pyramid cycle <laughs> like sometimes i get so i see them they're not even physically active they don't do shit i'm like you are sitting on your couch eating potato chips and you're worried about my protein exactly like that's just the most stupidest thing and i feel protein is just overrated some mm-hmm. people consume more than they really need it in their daily life and there are so many sources of protein so many plant sources of protein that you can consume and it also being a vegan you are so much more open to different types of food that you won't even know existed like i recently like a month ago discovered tempeh mm mm yeah that is brilliant beans protein and you get so much protein out of it and there's in fact a company also hello tempeh yeah. yeah i love their company i actually have some in my fridge right <laughs> i love them and they're so affordable yeah. and so 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 good so many companies are there now where you can buy tempeh where you can buy soy protein you can make your own soy protein at home i don't know if you've seen that real video where you I just see. wash the wheat off oh yeah so you make atta like how you make chapati mm-hmm. rinse it for like 15 minutes okay. the whole dough until the starch is all gone and you're just left with wheat protein oh that's how seitan is made no yeah so there's mm-hmm. so many so many different things and I, i'm like i'm fine like i have not died of protein deficiency in the last 5 years thank you very much like you know mm-hmm. so when people tell okay uh, i've tried veganism mm-hmm. but i got this problem i got that problem yeah. so how do you deal with such things and, and people like uh, not in a offensive way mm-hmm. but they'll t- they'll ask you because you have been doing it for a while yeah, yeah. so uh, one of my client only tried veganism for a while not when she was training with me but after that she wanted to i told her mm-hmm. please go ahead and try mm-hmm. and after that she had uh, i think b12 deficiency or some deficiency she, she yes. had and then the doctors told you either i have to take a supplement or you need to start yeah. eating your eggs yeah. and all of that so then she started eating eggs back so uh, have you had questions like that yeah absolutely so each body is different so if you're used to consuming something your entire life so mm. for example mm. for 26 years of your life you have consumed this and the minute you start changing your body is obviously going to react in a different way like even taking your covid vaccine <laughs> you know you don't have those antibodies in your body and the minute you get that your body is going to be like what the fuck yeah it's the same thing with veganism i ask people to transition slowly mm-hmm. see for me it was easy i mm-hmm. gave up in a overnight mm-hmm. i stopped everything cold turkey mm-hmm. works for some people does not work for some people so you transition if you're not able to be a full vegan doesn't matter and veganism doesn't stop at food also it's your animal cruelty tested products your leather wool silk honey all of these things it's a lifestyle it's not just limited to food correct so you transition slowly and the thing is everybody is almost b12 deficient mm vegetarians are also b12 deficient mm 
most meat eaters are also B12 deficient. Mm. How much meat do you eat in a day? Do you do that every single day for seven days in a week? No, you don't. So that I take my supplements, I take my B complex, I take my B12s, I get my blood tested. You have to do this for a well-being. Mm. And you're not going to be. You'll still be B12 deficient if you go back to eating dairy. Right. Because you know it's not enough. You're not getting enough of it. Say for example, we are in India, a tropical country where sun is there three sixty-five days a year, and people are still <laughs> deficient. Vitamin D, yeah. Vitamin D deficient. So mm. you know you have to take your vitamins. You have to do this. Multivitamins, yeah, multivitamins. So some women take collagen. Mm. You have to do these things. It's yeah, when you talk cheap. about supplements, oh, I don't want to take supplements. <laughs> you're still not getting what you need from your food, you know. It happens, and you transition slowly. I have most of my friends; most of them are meat eaters. Mm. That's fine, but mm. what they do is at least when they have the choice, two meals in a day they make it vegan. Yeah. They only eat when they go out, but at home they're still having vegan mm. products. Mm. I have a friend who has who is almost fully vegan. Mm. He still eats paneer and all. That's fine. Mm. But you're still doing something. Yeah, it's it's a step by step process. You don't jump into it directly. We don't. The world doesn't need the whole world to be vegans. Mm. We need the whole world to be at least partially vegan. Mm. Go eat your milk. Go mm. do whatever you want. But that shouldn't be your lifestyle. Mm. Make yeah. one meal a day vegan. Basically, like have some sympathy and understanding why veganism is yeah. becoming a propaganda exactly. and talking about it's it about rather than animals. being against it, yeah. right? So it stops. We as humans are the dominant species, so we are oppressing the other ones, the voiceless, basically. When you were when cavemen were there, they had no other source of food. People say we are we are carnivorous. Do you have like fangs? Will you go? and hunt without a gun without an arrow bite with your own bare teeth you're not carnivores and you wouldn't do that and it's i mean what does meat it's just a piece of flesh that is coated with like 10000 spices and you're eating it mm. if you're a carnivore you would eat that raw correct yeah you're not like humans are not lions or tigers mm. they they bite out of the flesh and they eat it mm. will you do the same thing mm. You need it to not taste like raw meat. You need it to taste tender and with cooked and heated and baked and coated and marinated. Yeah, you know? makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. And um, so once you started doing yoga, mm. um, physically, what changes did you see? Like, did you become stronger and your uh, conditioning levels did they improve? Definitely, definitely. Stamina increased a lot once I started Ashtanga Vinyasa. That's one of It's a really, really tough um, form of yoga. You also need a lot of balance and strength to do the asanas that, like, let's say, most of the yoga asanas have, right? Maybe hand yeah. balancing yeah. and all of that. Definitely. So, do you, do do you uh, develop it over a period of time, or you just you just get it right away? Because clients look up to you, right? When 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 you do yoga as yeah. instructors, yeah, they see the things that you do and they they dream that okay, one day I will be able to. do that yeah. if i attend her class yeah. or if i keep continuing that exactly uh but more often than not they don't reach that level because of maybe the practice that they do in a class is mm-hmm. not very specific or mm-hmm. customized to the goals that they have yeah or the training that you do for yourself which is a little more intense yeah. right so how like how do you tackle these kind of problems that come so first of all in my classes i don't teach them to like 
you know focus completely on the body mm-hmm. and like if you are here to achieve a posture don't come to my class because mm-hmm. that is not yoga mm-hmm. that's just trying to copy somebody doing something else even for me if, if i have put up my before and after pictures mm-hmm. my before is also yoga my after is also yoga. yoga both of them are yoga it does not matter where you are mm-hmm. some people genetics are different mm-hmm. you probably won't be able there are some things i only can't achieve because of my genetics i was born with hyper extendable ligaments mm-hmm. so i have lost like cartilages in most part of parts of my body mm-hmm. there are few things even i can't do so i'll do it up to wherever i can do it can it's do still it. yoga you know and this this i feel like this is a western misconception where they show these fancy yogis who mm-hmm. have to be like mm-hmm. almost zero size who mm-hmm. do like all these things mm-hmm. That's a wrong. Have you seen B K Sanger? Hmm. He is the most non. He has the most non yoga body ever, and he is brilliant. Hmm. I'll show you a picture after this. Like you can see, his body is not yoga body. Hmm. And every time any of my clients come and tell me I don't look like this, I'm like, go see him. Hmm. Go see B K Sanger. Hmm. You know, it's not about body and the social media is like brainwashed people and. even see i can do a split one day next day i can't because my body won't let me mm-hmm. and that's okay i'll do wherever i can and i'll be happy with that because getting there is the point the journey is the point not the destination you learn so much there are so many things like in yoga we say your unaddressed emotions are stored in your body so for men it's in the hips most women also it's in the hips few people you carry it in your back unaddressed emotions unaddressed emotions get stored in your joints you can see men are very tight in the hips yeah 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 some men can't even sit with their knees down <laughs> i know yeah and they feel so uncomfortable like i've had people like men who do yoga they are so uncomfortable when you're doing hip openers mm. they're like not i can't do this mm. Mm. because you have to let like you know release that so yeah, there are, the there's, a, there's a whole lot of process that happens so it's more than just the physical aspect of it it's, it's, it's physical aspect is a i would say like tiny bonus mm, that's it mm, mm. that is it but if you are starting yoga because that's your goal you will not get there mm. i have only had clients i do focus on them if they want to like achieve splits i'm like cool we'll do it but you have to have patience you have to be comfortable you have to be so comfortable with your body that when you split you should be able to sit there for like at least 30 seconds mm. without feeling any pain you know it's getting there is the point and it's not easy you'll have to your body won't let you for me my spine is very flexible mm. but i hate back pains mm. i hate it so much because all my suppressed emotions i was carrying there and when i went to mysore we had an extensive class only for hips and back bends and there was he used to make us do like weird shit like i was like do i even have a spine remaining after this wow, class okay and he had props where you know i would bend like have my toes touch on top of my head and i used to get so frustrated i used to get so angry i'm like i don't want to do this like this makes me feel like shit mm. it literally made me feel like shit The last day of the class, I think that was an extreme backbend that we did. I completely lost it. I my whole body started shivering, and I went to my mat and I started crying. I don't cry easy. I literally like started bawling because all of that emotions just released. 
and it feels so good because you move so much with that and now you're you know you start accepting things more easier after that so it's a process it's not just reaching a split or you know getting to that even i couldn't split in the beginning hmm. like my whole body used to hurt but one thing is if you really want to achieve something in yoga especially you have to practice every single day you miss a day you'll see how stiff your body's become the next day hmm. it should become as easy as walking your muscles should open up that much it's all practice so now you have been practicing for the last how many years now consistently mm, 2016 17 18 19 20 21 5 years 5 years yeah. awesome and uh, what improvements if you if you have to give me two improvements that you have seen in the last 5 years two mm. things that have made a big impact on your life mm. what are those two things one i would say um really helped me mentally for me sometimes yoga i don't even focus on the physical aspect of it because at the end of the class i am so relaxed like when i used to take classes group classes once the shavasana is done people look like they were stoned because <laughs> they're like oh. like so relaxed after the whole class they don't even realize what they've done second thing is my entire physical body has improved so much so I don't know how to say this. Like my met- metabolism is super super high, so if I stop practicing yoga, I lose weight like this. Mm. Like I lose weight. Mm. Like there was a point when I was thirty-seven kilos. Oh my god! Okay. And I would get blown away by the wind. <laughs> so I my entire weight is maintained every time I'm practicing yoga. The minute mm. I stop, it starts drastically dropping. So physically, I feel good. Like mentally, I feel good. and it's a daily practice even if i can't do it once a day mm-hmm. it's it's going to impact a lot for like the rest of a couple of days now that uh, you told me that you had these few changes in yourself but there is some driving force that keeps you getting back to doing that on a daily basis mm-hmm. what is that driving force for you mm-hmm. and how do you tell that to your clients that listen if you are coming for a reward here then it's only for a very short time that you yeah, will do yoga yeah. there has to be a deeper purpose or reason behind why you're doing this mm. so how do you convey that and can you tell me your reason mm, it's mostly for me i keep thinking about how i was before i started mm. if i want to go back to that place again sleepless nights having anxiety for no apparent reason it's not worth it and i definitely don't want to go back there and it's it's a sustainable thing yoga is very very sustainable like it will help you lifelong it's not just going to help you in like 3 days and then you know it's not going to work later that's the biggest driving force for me like physically no one is going to take care of my body other than me nobody can do it you can give me advice <laughs> someone i can read advice somewhere mm. but you can only take the horse to the water mm. you can't make it drink it mm. it has to happen some point in your life you have to start being accountable for your own mental health for your own physical health nobody else can do it even if you go to therapy i'll tell you what to do end of the day you have to do it you yeah it all do. comes down to taking it that all action it comes down to you being responsible for what happens you cannot blame i mean even i can blame for pcod even i can blame my genetics i can blame this i can blame that i can say my lineage is like this i can say i can't afford food like this mm. uh, veganism is not affordable <laughs> yeah. that's another big thing mm. but who's going to make that choice mm. 
you know would you rather pay for well being or will you pay for hospital bills your choice either way you're paying for both food also you're paying well being also you're paying fitness also you're paying do you want to pay for this or do you want to pay for medicines and hospital bills it's a choice you'll have to make for me that's the only thing and plus me having like no like cartilages in all parts of my body <laughs> i have a dislocated jaw by the way like, oh my god oh fuck yeah. shit Yeah, I mean, because there's no cartilage here. <laughs> oh, God, that was scary, man. <laughs> yeah, I can't do yoga for that, but... <laughs> Only on the right side? Only on the right side. Oh, my God, okay. Like, it's weird. <laughs> okay, enough, enough, I don't want to see that. <laughs> Actually, moves up and down. So, I have to do yoga for my knee. I don't have cartilage in my right knee. And I get severe pain there. It's, all, it's called... chondromalacia or something runner's knee basically mm-hmm. i get pain but i have to practice yoga for me mm. to build strength in like my it band and like my other parts of my body for me to be able to be functional you know i can blame i have osteoarthritis here in my thumb mm-hmm. i have a dislocated bone here <laughs> everywhere yeah. dislocation yeah there is a dislocation here in in the x ray you can actually see that this bone is popped out of the socket and it's non fixable because it's It has to get worse for it to get better. Hmm. So, is this arthritis? It's osteoarthritis at such a young age. I can't blame anybody else. I just have to take care of it. Exactly, accepting it. Accept it. It's fine. Oh my God, it's not a big deal. Just do what needs to be done. Hmm. Hmm. You know, are you going to sit and you know crib saying I have this pain, I have that pain? What are you doing for that? You know, you have to take action. You have to do something. Only you can make that choice. So it's a choice you need to make every day. Mm, every even day. Even I've been doing yoga for five years. Mm. Even till today, I have to wake up and be like, "No, I'm gonna do this. Mm. It, it doesn't come naturally." Mm, yeah. Some it days it does. Some days it doesn't. Doesn't. So you have to make a choice every day. Awesome, lovely. It was great having you, Gauri. Thank you so much for sharing yeah. all your, you know, information, wisdom, and it was lovely having a conversation yeah. with you. I hope you had fun too. I did. Right. <laughs> uh, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If it made a difference, even a tiny bit of difference, please go ahead and like, subscribe to the channel, and share it with your friends. I'll get more such people on yoga, nutrition, veganism, and all such stuff going yeah. ahead in the future. Yeah, I'm very thankful to Gauri because I myself I don't know much about veganism, yeah. and she gave me so much information through this conversation, and I'm sure it has added some value to you guys. There's one last thing. Please. Like when you add yoga and veganism, it's interconnected that people don't understand. Mm-hmm. When you start your yoga teacher training, the first thing you learn is yama, your yamas and niyamas. And the first yama is ahimsa. Mm. Ahimsa to yourself, ahimsa to others. So, I honestly don't understand yoga instructors who eat meat. Mm. I'm sorry, but yeah, mm. <laughs> that's you know, it's, it's not what you're learning. Mm. So you can't preach ahimsa and at the same time eat a flesh of another species. So right. that's interconnected when you do yoga. And wow, I didn't know that as well. Yeah. So perfect awesome thank you so much guys thanks for listening to the podcast i'll see you guys in the next one until then see you guys take care bye bye